Welcome back to another episode of Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's special guest and our co-host for today in just a minute. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And you can learn more about what they can do for your athletic department by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school's athletic department, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You've heard me say that we have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it is fantastic. You really need to check it out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. You really need to check these products out. They are fantastic and their customer service is second to none. Once again, that's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I guarantee you will come away very impressed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. They've always had analytics, but they have a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth programs all the way through high school, college, and even professional teams are using Huddle to raise the level of play of their teams. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your athletic department and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. And we really want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our interviews. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info 
at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a very special episode today, very cool episode, and it was so special we had to bring in a second uh, host, a co-host. So I'm going to introduce someone that uh, regular listeners uh, know very well. Uh, I'm going to welcome John Scromolo. Uh, John's a certified athletic administrator through the NIAAA, and he's also the county AD for Clay County here in Florida and a very frequent contributor to Team Building Tips. John, welcome to the podcast. Jake, it's awesome to be sitting on the other side of the screen uh, like you do every, so often every single week and uh, you do a great job and, and we're super excited. This really is a, a truly special episode. Um, the guy that we're about to introduce is um, the epitome of, a, of an educator and he, he does a great job. He is the uh, program director for the Athletic Leadership and Positive Coaching Master's Program at the University of Missouri. And um, I was lucky enough to go, fully go through this program. And you can see up there, I'm a proud graduate. There it is right there, University of Missouri. And um, this guy's just uh, has so many valuable nuggets of best practices in leadership and positive coaching. And uh, this might be one of the best educational AD episodes that you'll ever listen to uh, with ap apl applicable things that you can take back to, to your athletic department. I'd like to welcome our special guest, Dr. Greg Sullivan. Dr. Sullivan, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Uh, and, and thanks for not putting any pressure on me, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you thrive under pressure. We'll be fine. <laughs> I hope so. Well, we, we are, we're excited to have both of you uh, on the podcast today. But uh, Dr. Sullivan, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, where you grew up and went to school and kind of how your path has led you now to uh, this master's program at the University of Missouri. Uh, thanks, Jake. It, it was, it's a, a rather uh, circuitous route to, to, to winding up in Columbia, Missouri, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, uh, native Brooklynite, grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, was fortunate to grow up in a time when we had access to a lot of different sports. So as a kid, I had the opportunity to, to play soccer, to, to run track, to swim, baseball, basketball. We had access to everything. So it just, I, and then my, as a 10-year-old growing up in New York, I had the, the greatest sports awakening possible. The, uh, the Jets won the Super Bowl. The Mets won the World Series. And the Knicks won the, uh, the NBA championship. So what better time to, 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 to be growing up than, than that? Um, I, I wound up uh, after a, a, a little bit of a, a journey at uh, Brooklyn College uh, as, a, as a college student and um, played uh, Division Three basketball there and, and had a great experience with that. Uh, as a senior, we had, we, we had some great team success. We went to... Uh, uh, the Divi uh, Division Three Final Four, and and at the time, the president of Brooklyn College was a guy named uh, Robert Hess. Uh, you may know know the name from Hess Oil, Hess Hess uh, Gas Stations, and his uncle owned uh, the New York Jets at the time, and was a huge. So President Hess was a huge sports fan, and he decided to move Brooklyn College up to Division I athletics, from Division Three to Division I. So I was hired uh, after my playing days as a full-time assistant coach to help um, with the, the upgrade of the athletic program from Division Three to Division I. Primarily, my, my main job was, was uh, recruiting and building a schedule. So I would get on the phone and I would call uh, Jim Beheim at Syracuse and say, hey, uh, we're looking for a game. Do you, you, and he'd say, yeah, well, come on up. We'll, We'll, we'll give you some money. We'll beat you by 40 and, uh, <laughs> and we'll all go home happy. And, and so we played at, uh, at Notre Dame, at Michigan State, at uh, University of Hawaii. We, we played anybody, anybody, anywhere that would pay us basically a guarantee to, to show up. And so I did that for a few years and, um, um, and, and, and was really torn about what I, what, what, where, where the next step in my career 
and um, I may I opted to uh, cross the river into Manhattan and enter the world of finance, where I I, I spent the next twenty years, and I uh, worked with companies like Citibank and uh, Deutsche Bank and Prudential Securities, and and actually had some success. I rose to the level of uh, a managing director at, uh, at an investment bank called Dresner Kleinworth Wasserstein. And, um, but, you know, always kind of with a little bit of regret, I guess you could say, um, thinking that, you know, what if, what if I had stayed in sports? And, and so after, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 years, I started thinking about maybe going back in some capacity. And I thought that going back as a division three athletic director would be a great option for me, a great, great use of my skill sets and my passion for as a division three athlete for sports. So I went back to school at night, went to uh, Seton Hall University and got an MBA in sport management. And just as I was finishing the program, uh, 9-11 happened and I was downtown Manhattan basically across the street from World Trade Center when they were hit by the, by the planes. And it, um, you know, we, I, it was a really strong personal trigger for me about the importance of, um, of, of meaning and purpose in what you do every day. You know, I thought about, I, I lost a lot of friends, a lot of, a lot of colleagues, a lot of neighbors, and, and thought about what would they do if they were given the second opportunity at doing something that they they that they really love. Maybe they would continue doing what they're doing, but for me, it wasn't. My heart wasn't in, in it. So I went home and, and talked to my wife. And as I was finishing this uh, this graduate program, I said, you know, I I think that there's something more out there. I'd like to continue going back to school. And she said, uh, you know, she was all for it. She was fully supportive. And I said, but you know, um, now I married my grade school sweetheart from Brooklyn. And um, I said, well, the only thing is the program I'm really interested in is in Columbus, Ohio. And I think she said to her exact words were, well, I'm not moving to friggin' Ohio. <laughs> so, but we, we, we came out, we took, a, we took a look around. She said, yeah, I could do this. And uh, so I went to, I got, started my a PhD program at Ohio State. And with the goal still of, becoming you know, a, a division three athletic director, but I found my way while I was finishing my PhD into, in the classroom, into the classroom and really felt like I had found a home. And so um, we, uh, I, I, I was, I found a job at a small liberal arts college in, in just North of Columbus, Ohio. And we decided to raise our kids. We have three sons in um in columbus and so um i spent 13 years at um otterbein university and uh and and raised our, our three kids there um as as we became empty nesters our kids um went off into the world actually for a while our three sons were all coaching college basketball at different levels we had a uh, two division three coaches and a division one uh, assistant coach and so we spent a lot of time traveling to to college basketball games all over the country. Um, but I was approached by Ohio University about running one of their programs, uh, a master's program down there. Um, I did that for a few years. And then I got a call from Missouri with, and, and I, when they explained to me what this program was all about, it's, it's, it's one of a kind, it's, it's really unique. And I said, that's where I need to be. And, and again, I convinced this girl from Brooklyn to pick up and move from Columbus, Ohio to Columbia, Missouri, which was perhaps my greatest um, selling job ever. Um, but I had always promised her our next move would be closer to the ocean. I just didn't tell her which one. <laughs> so um, that, that, that's what led me to, um, to Columbia, Missouri and, uh, and this program. Um, I will say that uh, in, in, in terms of understanding your world, just a little bit of high school athletic directing, while I was at Otterbein, I was on, uh, I was on some, I was, had prepared, I uh, proposed a sabbatical leave and it was approved uh, to do some research. And I got a call from the uh, principal of our local high school that um, because of uh, they, so, uh, one of the, one of the administrators was going to on, um, um, 
I had to do some uh, military service, fulfill their military service, and they had to jockey and move people around and left them without an athletic director for a year. And what I consider serving as their athletic director at uh, Upper Arlington High School in Upper Arlington, Ohio, which is basically Columbus. It's a large suburban high school, 2000 plus kids, 32 varsity sports. And um, um, I guess the polite term is uh, perhaps the most engaged parents I've ever, <laughs> I've ever uh, come across. So I have some understanding of, of what it's like to live the life of, uh, of an athletic director. So, um, so that, yeah, that's how I wound up at, uh, at uh, Columbia, Missouri. Wow, uh, a whole bunch of stuff that uh, we just don't have time to go into. I'd love to <laughs> go into that that transition from D three to D one. Uh, you know, talking about Missouri, I, I actually uh, you know worked in uh, Missouri Valley College over in Marshall, a little bit to your west, back in the '90s, teaching and coaching. And I love that word, engaged parents. Uh, that's <laughs> that, that, is that a new uh, term in academia? Engaged parents. Uh, I think John and I it's have different different descriptors for that. But uh, um, let's go ahead and jump into, you made a, a comment about how the University of Missouri uh, master's program was uh, unique, I believe was the, the word that you mentioned. And there's a lot of programs out there uh, nowadays uh, providing these online, uh, you know, master's degrees in athletic administration, sports administration. So for you as the director, what makes the University of Missouri program so special and, and why should our listeners who are athletic directors be interested in, in calling you up to enroll? Well, most of those, most of the programs out there are uh, sport admin programs, sport management programs, and they, and they largely focus on, and rightly so, um, the kind of the, the, uh, you know, as John would feel familiar with what we call the production side, you know, the nuts and bolts of, of running an athletic department, uh, um, you know, the scheduling, the marketing, the, uh, the fundraising, all, all those things there. We also have a, uh, you know, the people side of leading and, 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 and directing. And this program focuses almost solely on the people side. Of, of the equation. And so if you are, if you're, you know, looking for a program that's going to go through the nuts and bolts of becoming an athletic director, this is probably not the program. If you're interested in becoming and in, in learning more about, about the, the, the people side of, of the business where we, we really have not spent a lot of time on in, in education, this is, this is the program for you. It's really focused on, on, on the, the relationships that with people with whom you work, with um, with coaches, and ultimately with um, sometimes directly, but mostly indirectly, with athletes. We're going to do this at the uh, end of the podcast, but if somebody wanted to reach out and find out more about the program, or just pick your brain a little bit as a fellow athletic director, what's the best <laughs> way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, easiest way, my, my email address is pretty easy. It's G Sullivan at missouri.edu okay all right john uh i think you were going to share a little bit about your experience as a student uh, as a graduate of the program yeah so thanks jake and, and dr sullivan it was so exciting to relive your um your past it's just such a just a cool journey and a cool story and um just a true testament of how important it is to um, you know, like I, this, I, I mean, this humbly, but we got to put ourselves first, you know, in the program, we always talk about self-efficacy and how important it is to have that passion and that meaning and that purpose and what you do and uh, leaving the financial industry for, for such a long period of time really tells me that you, you ended up where you were supposed to be. And um, I can just say by the, the way that you uh, operate on a day-to-day -day basis as a professor, as a program director, you truly do uh, lead with passion, and I can appreciate that as being a program graduate. Um, I'll say this, that I came in uh, during COVID. It was kind of like March of 20, uh, 2019 was really the time where it was kind of a, a crossroads for me, where it was like, okay, I know uh, after playing professional baseball and starting my career, um, now it's the time I have to go ahead and, and get this master's degree because I knew it was going to be a requirement to, to continue my career development, which is I'm sure a lot of people in the program get a master's degree for the same reasons. But uh, I was shopping around and, and looked at a lot of different programs and stumbled across this 
this program um, through the University of Missouri and, and for all of our athletic administrators, there's really something, there, there's a lot of great programs out there, but there truly is something to be said for a program from a school that's in the SEC, that's well known as a power five school. Um, and then, but, but way more than that, uh, I was very surprised to be honest to know that the professors in this program are actually industry professionals. One of the first classes that I took was uh, administration of sport programs. And, and Dr. Sullivan, as you mentioned, it's a, this program is heavy in leadership. It's heavy in psychology, um, which is, which is the, the best part, in my opinion. But there's also little nuggets here and there of you know, psychology of, an in, of dealing with injured athletes, um, gender issues in sport, um, sport admin. Well, my sport admin professor was Dr. Brian Maggard, and I didn't know who that was. So I go on Google, and I, look, I always look people up, and I Google Dr. Brian Maggard. Dr. Brian Maggard is the athletic director at the University of Louisiana. I mean, he is the guy. Uh, for all of our people down here in Florida, the Gators just hired Billy Napier, who was the football coach for Brian Maggard. So right. um, it, it really just people that are actually doing it. Um, probably my favorite course of the whole program was the, um, the leadership in sport with uh, Dr. Joe Scogan, who is also the associate um, athletic director at the University of Tennessee. Um, so, you know, another person that's actually living it, that's actually doing it. Um, one thing that I tell people about the program is this. I'm 31 years old right now, and I started coaching when I was 23. I would have made a lot of different decisions if I would have taken this program <laughs> uh, when I was 23 years old. Um, as Dr. Sullivan talked about, um, it really, and we're going to get into this in, in just a minute, but the program teaches you how to lead. It teaches you the psychology of what people are thinking. It teaches you, teaches you the psychology of, of, of doing things the right way, to be honest. You know, early in the program, they really lay out the foundation of what's going on in our world today in athletics. And unfortunately, um, in a good way, though, the program brings to light some of the unethical things that are happening in athletics and, and the poor leadership and the negative leadership. And that really kind of motivates you to, to get on that right track and be that bright light that's going to lead, uh, for, lead people to well-being, to lead your coaches to well-being, your student athletes to well-being. And, and um, what, last thing I'm going to say is this, is that Dr. Sullivan makes it very clear early on that the word positive gets a soft connotation in athletics. People think that, oh, they're positive. It's rainbows and sunshine. And, and, um, and that's not the case at all. You know, he, he gives you a plethora of examples of positive coaches and leaders that are extremely successful in, in their arenas of sport and leadership. So um, if you're looking for a program, I could not give a better recommendation. And I truly do mean that. Um, and, and I live it every day in my, in my life now as a county athletic director. Um, anytime I can incorporate some of the things we're going to talk about in the next portion of this podcast, I do. I incorporate it with this podcast on our Team Building Tips episode. If you go back and listen to those, all of that content is from this program. Uh, and then our monthly meetings with our at 14 athletic directors, we always have a leadership component where we're trying to uh, improve our leadership ability. So can't say enough great things about the program and the program, and I'm looking forward uh, for the next few moments to talk about some of those specifics. Well, let me just say quickly that uh, that I am I consider myself to be the steward of this program, not the director. Um, it was started by a guy named Rick McGuire, who was a um, a, a renowned. Um, the track and field coach here at Missouri, coached in the Olympics, coached many Olympians. Um, and he was also a, a sports psychologist, Dr. Rick McGuire. And he believed that there was a better way. There was a better way uh, in, in, through, through the, the kind of a fusion of sport and performance psychology, positive psychology, coaching theory, leadership theory for everybody involved, not just athletes, but coaches, administrators, and athletes to experience both optimal performance and optimal well-being. And if we put all these tools together, that, that is a, that's the potential outcome. Um, and so, and we do it by, you know, in, a, in an academic way, we try and bridge this gap between theory and practice. And John, I'm sure you can talk about 
that you know that the how much you, you learned in terms of how much research is being conducted and produced out there but none of it gets to the people who, who can really use it so that's really our charge is to is to bridge that gap and 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 and, and john and jake you, you guys are doing it exactly the way we envisioned it that people are going out there and bridging that gap for athletic directors so that they can benefit from the, the the you know the wonderful research that's being conducted around the world and so um that's really what this this program is about and 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 and, and it's taught by both acad academicians as as you talked about and people who are out in the field doing it you know like brian and like joe so um yeah that, that, that was a great synopsis of the program wow um we're all trying to just share best practices uh thanks to both of you guys for uh, making my job easier we're going to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, uh, John and uh, Dr. Sullivan are going to go into some of the specifics about the University of Missouri uh, Positive Coaching Program. So uh, please stay with us. This is Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of Team Building Tips and the Educational AD Podcast. You know, it's getting harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the play of their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from club and youth programs all the way through high school and college teams. And even professional programs are using Huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program, or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back to Team Building Tips, very special episode. Uh, John Scromolo, Clay County Athletic Administrator, is our co-host. And our guest today is Dr. Greg Sullivan from the University of Missouri's Positive Coaching Master's Degree Program. John, you're going to take this segment. All right, Jake, appreciate it. Well, Dr. Sullivan, you know, we, we talked about the, the kind of shell of what the positive coaching and athletic leadership program is at the University of Missouri, but I really want to try to share with our listeners, you know, some of the more intricate parts of the program that, that are tangible, that, that our ADs that are listening can actually take with them and, and use. And obviously, you know, we only have so much time, but kind of give them a taste of, of what they would be learning in the program and just best practices. So the first question that I have for you is about coaches, you know, as, as, as athletic directors, many of us lead, uh, sometimes small departments of coaches, 10 to 15 coaches, and sometimes large, upwards of 60 to 70 coaches uh, that are under our leadership. What are some ways that athletic directors can lead from a place of significance and well-being for the betterment of their coaching staff? That's a great question. I, I, and I, I think it starts, John, with, um, with an understanding that uh, a, a, an important part of being an, an athletic director is to, is to be a coach of coaches. And to take that role seriously to, and, and starting with the same goal. And, you know, the goal for, for most of us is that we want our athletes to have a great experience. Um, we want to help them in becoming the best version of themselves, not only as athletes, 
but as people as well. So it's important for, for athletic directors to consider uh, coaches as performers as well, just like co coaches consider athletes performers. And to understand that there's um, important psychological needs that, that need to be met in order for them to be at their best, to, to, for, for, for coaches to experience growth and well-being, that those important needs need to be, uh, have to be satisfied. Um, and that, you know, we want to create atmospheres, we want, we want to create cultures where, where coaches feel like they're support, supported and, and they're provided the opportunity to grow both in in how they coach their sport, the understanding of the sport itself, which is important, but also in how they are best able to deal with people so that they experience uh, growth and well-being as well. So it's, it's important for, for athletic directors to have a, a, you know, an understanding of uh, some of the important psychological principles that are going to help our coaches as performers. What, yeah, one of the things that you just mentioned that, that really rings true from, from my remembrance of the program is how you coach the worst player on your team has to be how you coach the best player on your team. Uh, and when I say that, I mean in terms of effort and intensity, right? I think sometimes, especially in the high school world, we lose that intensity. Um, we lose that intensity with our worst player, but it's easy to have intensity with the best player. Now, obviously... Um, you're going to coach those two people based on their individual needs, which is the next layer of that question, I think, is really taking the time as a leader to tailor a plan for each individual person. And that's tough to do, especially in the high school world, because time is so limited. Um, so that's, that's very good. I think that's, a, that's something that our listeners can, can definitely take with them is, um, you know, leading them to that well-being piece. Just one more little quick nugget on that question. Just explain a little bit about how an athletic director can think regarding their high school coaches with limited time. And, and what are some ways they could probably, you know, that they could give well-being away from the field and court to those coaches? Well, I, I think it, it starts um, at, at the very, at the, at the most basic level that, um, that, that, coaches need to take care of themselves, you know, in, in, uh, in, in, in a physical way, you know, that, uh, you know, how they eat, how they move, how they sleep. Um, and they, they also, they need to, uh, they need to approach their, their day-to-day coaching activities from, from a place of their own well-being. So understanding what well-being is, is, uh, is, is, you know, comes from the, the importance of, uh, of need satisfaction, psychological need satisfaction, but also, you know, as you know, John, we spend a lot of time um, in the world of positive psychology, and we've we found that there are elements that lead to higher levels of of well being, and so we we rely on uh, on the work of uh, Marty Seligman pretty heavily and his PERMA model, and so the PERMA model is that um, that you know in in looking at people who who experience high levels of well-being tend to um, experience, uh, experience a lot of positive emotions. They, you know, hope, love, gratitude, uh, awe, inspiration, all those things on, on a regular basis. And, and, and there are interventions that, that people can do so that they do experience more positive emotions. Um, people who are experienced well-being tend to have uh, things in their life that are engaging. Um, we uh, we look to the work of uh, of um, of uh, Cheek Sentmihai and his flow theory that there are things that you know it could be your work it could be outside of work but things that you do that um, that are engaging and and capture your your skills and your and your attention and your motivation that leads to well being. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll give a quick example. I love to do crossword puzzles. I start, uh, you know, the day with a crossword puzzle and sometimes I'll, I'll be at it for an hour and, 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 and I, and I thought, thought I was only at it for about five or 10 minutes, but I'm so engaged. I, I, I kind of enter that flow status. Um, and that, that leads, leads to my well-being. probably, um, arguably the most important, um, aspect of well-being uh, are the, the number of positive relationships in your life. Um, how many people do you have around you that you could call at three o'clock in the morning when you had an issue and you know that they would come running and you, and you would be able to do the same for them. 
So there, there's a, a, a lot of really interesting research about the importance of positive relationships and, and well-being. Uh, we talked a little bit about meaning and purpose in life. Um, you know, and, and it, it, it takes some time for particularly, you know, you, you talked about you being a young coach. It takes a while to find meaning and purpose, but invariably meaning and purpose is found uh, through other people. Meaning is defined as, as uh, being involved in something that's bigger than the self. You know, so that, that, that's an important aspect. And then accomplishment. And, and it's not necessarily accomplishing, but accomplishment. And, and, that's, and that's a process-oriented approach to accomplishment. So if we, if we as people can, be, can, can, can have some of these elements in our life, we, we certainly raise the opportunity to experience higher levels of, uh, of well-being. That's fantastic. A lot of a uh, lot of golden nuggets in there that you can take away as an athletic administrator, and and uh, and even if you know if you're not going to do the program per se, Google this stuff. I mean, I you know, he's given you a lot of little tidbits that you could look up. Marty Seligman, you can look up. She sent me high. You can look up Firma. I mean, and, and like you said, there's so much great research out there uh, that would help you as an athletic administrator. So switching gears from our coaches to our number one most important asset, that's our student athletes as athletic directors. Um, right now, being a, especially being a high school age athlete, they're going through so much. They're coming out of COVID um, where some of them, you know, didn't get to play for, for long periods of time, which took away their well-being because, you know, it, a lot of athletes find a well-being through, through sports. So they're, they're really trying to rebound from that. Um, a lot of juniors and seniors are finding really difficult times uh, in the recruiting process because of the pandemic, because of the backlog of all the athletes. That's, that's also something that's weighing on them. Social media is another pressure that, that a lot of high school age student athletes are facing. Um, body image issues with female student athletes because of social media. Um, there's a lot of things that these kids are, are dealing with. What are some ways that our athletic directors can improve the experience for their student athletes, both psychologically and from a leadership perspective? Well, I'll 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 just tell you that I'll, I'll I, from what I've heard from a lot of athletes and and as a as an athlete, my former athlete myself, I would say that the most important thing we can do for athletes is to is to treat them as people first, and not as athletes first. And I think that's so important. Then I think it's important to that they have a place somewhere in their lives that they can go to where they are, uh, they feel like they are accepted unconditionally. And I think that's something that coaches can do. You know, as I mentioned, uh, I had uh, I have three sons that were in coaching and, and, and they asked me, you know, what advice I could give them as they start their coaching careers. And what I told them is that See if you can find a way to make the, the hour and a half or two hours that you spend in practice the best two hours of their day, that this is the highlight of their day. And the, I think, you know, that's, that's something that doesn't come easily to a lot of coaches. You know, we, we talk about the idea that coaching is largely more caught than taught in this country. We tend to coach the way we were coached. And so we're, if we're fortunate to have nurturing um, loving coaches, then we will tend to coach that way. If not, we will coach in, in another way. And so it's really important to take the time to educate yourself and to, to become more aware of what athletes truly need and how you can provide that and how you can assist them in, um, in, in, in becoming a better version of themselves. I, I, you know, I, I would not want to be a kid growing up now, considering all the things that, that, that you spoke about, but we have, we have, we have this wonderful opportunity as coaches to be that, that kind of that shining light in their lives where they, you know, the place where they felt and they went and they felt psychologically safe, safe, they felt physically safe. They felt like this was a place where I was allowed to be myself and, and someone, someone treated me with respect and unconditional care. We can do that as coaches. No question. And the, the, uh, the, the quote that has been used many times in the program is other people matter. And I think that, um, you know, when we start for, as athletic administrators, when that is our 
guiding principle, and that's our mission statement. Um, we're going to lead from a place of positivity and well-being. A uh, lot, lot of good ones there. Um, so finally, Dr. Sullivan, you know, the role of the athletic administrator has been stretched probably as thin as any occupation in, in our nation um, with, with so many duties and, and so little time. And then also, you know, it's definitely one of those positions that's not exactly lucrative, um, but nevertheless, uh, does there is a lot of intrinsic reward in, in, in leading an athletic department. Um, what are some ways that uh, I want you to talk about two things? Uh, one, you know, your, your, your uh, research with athletic directors burnout is very interesting. So if you can talk a little bit about that. And then secondly, how can our athletic directors take better care of themselves and, and, and help guide themselves to well-being? Well, you know, it's, it's really funny what inspired my research in, uh, in athletic director burnout was becoming an athletic director. And, and uh, at Upper Arlington High School, the athletic director was a pretty well-paid position. But over the, when I got there, they had, a, they had experienced really high turnover. And I thought, wow, I wonder what's going on. And so I did more research and I found out that state after state after state, turnover is, is really high. And, and, it's, and, and so we found a couple of, of interesting things, uh, which I'll talk about. But first, I think the first thing that athletic directors need to do is, is, to, is to change the culture of athletic directing. That we see the athletic directors, you know, they, you know, if they if they work an event they, and they don't get home, let's say, it's, or they, they, they have to travel to see their team play, and they don't get home till eleven thirty at night, and yet they're back at their their desk at seven o'clock the next morning. Um, I think we have to really accept the idea or the concept that self care is not selfish. That the, the better able I am, uh, I I can take care of myself. Um, then, then the better I can take care of others. You know, we, another thing that we throw around a lot in our program, John, you, you've heard it many times, is that you can't serve from an empty vessel. So that if, if, I, if I'm empty, if I have nothing to give, then, then I can't take care of others. So um, we lose a lot of good people because uh, this job, athletic directing, doesn't enable you to, um, to, 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 to eat well, to sleep well, and to find some time to, to exercise and take care of yourself. So I think we need to really shift, you know, have a little bit of a, a mind shift as far as the culture is concerned, that that, that is a, a, an important aspect of the job to take care of yourself. Um, in, in our research, what we found was there was a, a strong relationship between a lack of, of competency, of, of feeling like you were, you were doing the job well and athletic director burnout. So, you know, one, one thing I learned is that people are very quick to tell the athletic director what a terrible job she or he is doing. The parents that are coming to see you invariably are not coming to tell you what a great job you're doing. <laughs> so we, we need to, you know, and, and, it's, and, and we get feedback from coaches and players and, 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 and it's usually not, not very positive. Um, so we need to figure out our own uh, metrics of success and, and, and really starting with, um, you know, your purpose and meaning for being an athletic director, your personal why, and to, 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 to hearken back in that, to that when, when things do get difficult, what, what am I trying to do here? Am I accomplishing that? Are our coaches um, having a good experience? Are our athletes having a good experience? And, and to make sure that you, that you have some metrics in place to, to continually measure your success and, and, and to say, yeah, I, I, am, I am doing a good job here and, and I am accomplishing what I set out to accomplish as the athletic director. Um, you know, over the last 20 years, there's been a lot of research on well-being. So, you know, so we've learned a lot. We've learned about the, um, you know, the physical elements of, um, of, of what we just talked about, eat, eat sleep, and move. Um, but also, you know, take caring, take, taking care of yourself psychologically, experiencing well-being. PERMA is a great model. Um, Self-determination theory, which, which is really, I think, the um, probably the, the most important scientific um, connection to, to, um, to quality athletic directing and coaching and leading. And that is that 
um, that you have, you know, we, we all have physi physiological needs that, that have to be met. We, we talked about that, but we have psychological needs as well. We need to feel like we're, we're adequate. We need to feel like we're growing. We need to feel like we're good at what we do. We need to feel like we have some say, some sense of um, agency, autonomy in what's going on. And we also need to feel like we work in an environment where we have the ability to care for others and feel like we are cared for as well. Those are not those are non-negotiable. Those are actual needs. Every bit as important as as water, food, sleep. In order to experience well-being, we have to experience those elements. If if we work in an environment that is not satisfying those needs, then we have to find ways to satisfy those needs on our own. And that's that's really crucial to particularly to an, a, a profession that has a, a high level of burnout, has a high level of, um, of, of people, of good people leaving the profession way too early. Yeah, no question. You know, I, I think uh, you talk about redefining the role of the athletic administrator. Um, what, as, a, as a first year AD when I was 26 um, at Ridgeview High School, one of the things I found out really fast was I could not be everyone's everything. And, and, and it was, um, it was very hard to let that, let that go from my mind that, cause I wanted to be, you know, Johnny on the spot, no pun intended, but I, I wanted to be there when the phone rang and immediately reply to emails and this, and my wife was actually the one that reminded me that 24 hours is an acceptable time to return someone's phone call or email. Um, you know, and, uh, and even now in this position as a, as a district athletic director, working with 14 schools and a lot more people, 6,000 student athletes, um, it really gives you perspective of, of the vessel example, whereas, I, and, I, and I'm a new father, my son's, you know, three months old. So um, you, you have to really take a step back and uh, time management is, is of the utmost importance to make sure that when you are uh, on the job, you're, you're doing a good job and you're, you're maximizing your time. I think that's important. Um, if you want to know more about self-determination theory, we covered that in Team Building Tips and some of the earlier episodes on this podcast. Um, not as eloquently as Dr. Sullivan just did, but more of a, you know, uh, a lower level AD example, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so it's definitely something to check out. But, but yeah, no, that is all, all very, very good stuff of how uh, athletic directors um, can improve their well-being. So, so great job, Dr. Sullivan. We appreciate that. Jake, let me turn it back to you. Well, I, I've just been sitting back and enjoying it. Uh, both you guys, uh, you know, John, you know, it's always great to share ideas with you. And Dr. Sullivan, very, very good stuff. Um, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. And, you know, based on uh, what you shared with us today, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. But in, in just a minute, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. Uh, we're going to hear from a couple of our sponsors, including Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsor our AD Toolbox so again, for listeners, please stay with us. Uh, this is Team Building Tips. And uh, in just a minute, we're going to find out what's going to go into Dr. Greg Sullivan's Athletic Director Toolbox. Uh, we'll be right back. We want to thank Vital Signs by Wall of Fame for their support of Team Building Tips and the Educational AD Podcast. Wall of Fame has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You will come away very, very impressed. 
And we also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back to Team Building Tips and our very special episode with co-host John Scromolo and our special guest, Dr. Greg Sullivan from the University of Missouri Positive Coaching Master's Degree Program. Dr. Sullivan, um, right now, uh, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Dr. Greg Sullivan's athletic director toolbox? All right, Jake. I think the, the first thing that, um, that I would give to an, a, 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 a young AD would be um, complimentary help, meaning the opportunity to surround yourself with people who have um, strengths that you don't have. So when I was the athletic director at Upper Arlington High School, I had, uh, I'm, I'm not a very organized person, but I was fortunate to work with a woman who was un incredibly organized. And so that she made my life infinitely easier to focus on some bigger picture items. She, on the other hand, was not very, um, empathetic to parents when they came up to the office because she wasn't, she, her, her kids weren't athletes and she, and she didn't understand the importance. And so she learned from me how important this is to, uh, to, 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 uh, uh, to parents and to, to, to build a little bit of empathy. So surround yourself, you know, be, be, you know, uh, use some, your self-awareness. What is it I do well? What is that I don't do well? And then, and, you know, if possible, surround yourself with people, who can complement your strengths and you can complement their, their, uh, their weaknesses as well. So I think that that's really important. Um, you know, not everybody has access to, to, to hiring a, you know, a staff, but you know, if you can uh, avail yourself of some local sport management programs, get some interns, some kids that, can, uh, that, that are interested in the field that you can, um, you know, you can use that, that, that approach to, uh, to bring in people that are going to help you as an athletic director. I think that's, that's, um, that's would be at the top of the list. Um, second thing would be a clear and distinct leadership philosophy. Really be able to articulate at any given time who you are as a leader, what it is you stand for, what it is you will do, what it is you won't do, the non-negotiables, the negotiables, but just to, to, to be able to tell anybody at any given time who you are as a leader um, and, you know, and, and also how you define success for the athletic department and, and, to, to, and to be able to, to, to revisit it almost daily so that you remind yourself what, why, why you're there and what you're doing. Um, I think that's really important. Third tool that I would give a young athletic director would be um, the ability to be kind and patient to yourself. I think, um, um, you know, there are too many stakeholders to please as a high school athletic director. And, 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 and that's a huge challenge. Um, the job requires uh, a lot of thick skin but it also requires a lot of self-compassion. And, and I think, you know, uh, John had talked earlier about, you know, just trying to please everybody. Um, it's not possible. You know, don't, don't even take that on as, as something that's, um, that's reasonable. And, and, and we have, you know, we need to be aware that we do have a, a natural, natural negative bias. Uh, I remember when I first got into teaching, I had 20 students in the class, 19 gave me 
glowing reviews, said, this is a great class. This is a great professor. One, one student killed me. Worst class, worst professor. This guy, get him out of here. And I would lay awake at night thinking about that one student. And finally, my wife said, you know, maybe you should spend a little bit more time thinking about the 19 <laughs> rather than the one. And I think that's important for athletic directors, that there's going to be a lot of people really happy with your work. And there's going to be some that are not. That's you, you, you've got to be kind and compassionate to yourself. Well, and if I could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Uh, if I could give a fourth tool, I think that. Um, Education, education, education. We offer at our program a, a master's in education in all this stuff. I mean, we this is this is what we do, and um, so I think a fourth tool I would uh, um, I would I would uh, tell this young athletic director to you know to to enroll in our program, and it will be a um, a send him off on a or her off on a career trajectory that they that they'll never regret. Well, absolutely. And the the proof is right in front of us today with uh, you know one of your graduates, you know, John Scromolo. Okay. Exactly. Great, great tools. And again, I, I could really relate to that um, about you know trying to find good people uh, either within your department or locally or someplace else. And your story about that evaluation, I, I think I've shared this with John. Um, we've taken these toolbox suggestions and we've put them into a book called The Athletic Director's Toolbox. And there were uh, a number of very positive reviews uh, on Amazon, but there's one person and it's anonymous. They give me a three stars out of five. I'm just, oh, what the heck's going on? You know, what's the matter? Uh, and yeah. So, uh, yeah, we always tend to look at those negative things instead of, you know, reveling in all the positive uh things that uh, that do make up our job. I think the three-star person wanted some pictures of the <laughs> Well, you know, we, 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 have, we have a choice. You know, we can look at the glass as being half full. We can look at the glass as being half empty, or we can be really grateful we have a glass. And so I think, uh, you know, just being grateful is, is, is a great start. Yeah, no, absolutely. Dr. Sullivan, thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us. Um, if one of our listeners want to reach out and uh, pick your brain athletically or find out more about the University of Missouri program, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch with me directly, and I'm, I'm happy to correspond with anybody who has an interest. My email address is probably the best way. It's uh, gsullivan at uh, missouri.edu, gsullivan at missouri.edu. Um, uh, we're also on Twitter at Coaching Mizzou. Um, we are uh, also, if you if you Google uh, Mizzou Positive Coaching, that will lead you to our, um, our our websites that talk about the program, that detail our courses, and even have information about uh, about applying. So I think those are probably the easiest ways to do that. Okay, thanks so much for sharing, and I. Don't want to forget uh, my good friend and our co-host today, John Scromolo. John, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and uh, pick your brain, and, and our regular listeners know John is just a, a wealth of information on all things athletic uh, under a number of topics. John, how did they get in touch with you? Well, Jake, before that, um, that's, that's all well and good. I have to personally thank Dr. Sullivan for doing this. Um, I, I understand how busy he is. And, um, and if you do email him, he will get back to you extremely quick. That's one thing about the University of Missouri that I appreciated, even though it was a fully virtual program. There was a lot of Zoom action. Um, there was, you know, just great communication from the, the university, even through, through the graduation process. Because um, I, I have heard in other programs, that's something that's, that's tough sometimes. So really appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Sullivan's always, even to this day as an alumni, uh, I have his personal cell phone and he texts me right back and uh, it's just been so fun. And, and Dr. Sullivan also just, uh, this would probably, you'd probably appreciate this just by having this zoom call and, and recording this podcast, my, my cup is now refilled. Uh, it's, just one of those, <laughs> it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you uh, have such great memories with coaches and teachers and, and professors and, and um, re reconnecting uh, means something. So I think one of the things I've taken away from today that I would like to share with the audience is if there's someone that's made an impact on your life that you haven't talked to in a while, 
pick up the phone and give them a call because uh, it, it could really make all the difference. But if you want to get up with me uh, on Twitter at Coach Stromolo, uh, or as always, you can email me, john.stromolo at myoneplay.net, or give me a phone call, 904-336-6946. Make sure you follow Coaching Mizzou. Uh, Dr. Sullivan does a great job with sharing content and uh, and connecting with um, just a lot of great things that have to do with the program. And it's a great follow. So make sure you do that. But once again, uh, Dr. Sullivan, thanks again for joining us. My, my absolute pleasure. It's, it's uh, great spending time with both of you guys. Um, well, thanks to both of you. Uh, for our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews are uploaded to the Educational Athletic Director podcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. And we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your athletic program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thank you.